Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than starting a hunger strike during D23 to protest the removal of Spider-Man from the MCU. <laughs> uh, I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Lydia. Hi. And Pickett. Hello. So, uh, and also, before we get started, uh, congratulations, Lydia. You want to tell everybody what you did? <laughs> I auditioned for Rocky Horror this year. And? And I get to be one of the usherettes this year. So awesome. that's nice. going to be super exciting. Woo! When is Rocky Horror? Um, it is going to be in October, uh, the 24th, 25th, and 26th. The 25th and 26th, we have shows at 8 and midnight. Sweet. Nice. So that's going to be fun and exhausting and fun. So, yeah. So if you if you don't hear Lydia for the next couple of months, that's probably why. Yeah, probably. So. yeah we haven't we haven't like you know killed her off or anything. No, not yet. <laughs> Although like zombie Lydia might be kind of cool. I'm concerned now. Are there plans to murder me? I mean, no not concrete yet. plans. <laughs> I want to go home now. Don't don't give us a reason. <laughs> Yes, sir. (laughs) uh, Like what you hear? Then be sure to subscribe to us pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, or iTunes. Uh, Really like what you hear? Then throw us some scratch on Patreon at patreon.com slash thegeekawakenspodcast. I can say that because Tabitha's not here. Doesn't mean I can't roll my eyes Yeah, but the rest of us are still going to give you crap about it. Who says scratch? I mean, she's going to give you crap next time when she listens to this and next week when she's back. Yeah, and I you're will right. count whatever shame she gives me, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, which that's another thing too. Even if I'm not on the show for the next couple months, whatever shames get like shamed, I will kill that. We'll still keep a tally of them because Tabitha will tell me. So basically, me <clears throat> bribing uh, the Rocky Horror staff to get you get you there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, uh, tonight on the show, we revisit Wizard World, pretend like we're at D23, and review new books from Lionforge and Vault. Uh, Later on, we try to get better at golf with the help of Nissan. So, uh, but first, we did want to take a couple of minutes to talk about something that's very personal to us. Uh, Last week, original cast member and friend of the show, Chuck, passed away. Uh, To say that we were all shocked at the news is an understatement. Uh, To be blunt, Chuck is the reason that we have this podcast in the first place. Before 217 Radio even became a thing, and Pickett and Joe had a few different shows, uh, Pickett mentioned to Chuck how he wanted to find somebody to start a geek show with. Uh, Chuck Chuck said he knew someone, and next thing I know, I get a text from Chuck about wanting to talk to Pickett about maybe building something. Um, While I'm personally still very sad that this world has lost someone as funny and as genuine as Chuck, uh, we all professionally, or at least as professional as we can be on here, uh, (laughs) owe a lot to him. We do. Um, That said, does anybody else want to add anything about the only man to ever be able to pull off purple Crocs? (laughs) How about the only man that I've known in my life that can pull off a kilt? (laughs) Yeah, because you actually, you have an interesting Chuck story. I do do and that's still gonna haunt me forever god rest his soul <laughs> uh i met chuck chuck the first uh theater show i was ever in he worked backstage on it and at a cast party one day my ever so long-running um history with stools <laughs> went out i went to sit down i slipped off the back of my stool and ended up on the floor and i all of a sudden i realized my head is laying on someone's foot and when I looked up, I realized it was Chuck and all of his God-given glory and his kilts are standing above me. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, I jumped up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, what about you? Um, I-, I can't say that I remember anything in particular other than, yes, the, the constant wearing of purple Crocs for every show. He was a... He's like the rest of us. He was very unique, very funny, uh, had a great heart, um, and he will definitely be missed. And Pickett, I know you've got something. Chuck and I, first of all, I just want to set things straight. Those were Orchid. Not- <laughs> <laughs> you got to be very specific. He made that distinction many times. Um, no, Chuck and I were really good friends. Um, I met Chuck through uh, one, of our, um, one of our friends, our mutual friends, uh, Grizz. And... Uh, from the first time I met him, I, I knew how, really just how, of a, how much of a good guy he was. He, he was always down to talk uh, and hang out. And, I mean, I'm telling you guys, he, he, would, he would do the most outrageous things to help somebody out. And I've told this story a few times. One of my favorite memories of Chuck, uh, I used to drive for Uber. And uh, one night I was getting ready. I, was just, I just got on the road. And uh, I started driving. Somebody threw up in my car. So I took the time to clean some of it out. But there's only so much you can do. And I was done. I was down for the night. Uh, the thing is, I was going to get it clean the next morning, but uh, I, I had to stay up as late as possible because it was late nights. Um, so I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to kill the next four hours. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, you know what I should do? I should call Chuck and see if he wants to like watch Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. And I did. I called him at midnight. I said, Chuck, uh, I know it's late. What are you doing? <laughs> he goes, I am laying down. What does one do at midnight? Uh, I'm like, that's clear. Um, you know what else you could do at midnight? Come to my house and watch Lord of the Rings. I told him what happened. He's like, oh, that's terrible. It is so late. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was little things like that that set Chuck apart. Um, he was always there to, to talk with. We played Minecraft together. We would broadcast together. We, we co-hosted a show together, the uh, the epic movie show. Uh, and... Uh, uh, he he's he he was just a good friend, and uh, he will be greatly missed. With that said, uh, be sure to stick around for our last story tonight. I'm fairly certain that Chuck would approve of it. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to move on to some happier things. So over the weekend, Pickett and I took Megan and not Seth to Wizard World. It was a really fun time. We were able to go up for the whole weekend this year. We've got most of our interviews up on Facebook. I've still got one left to put up. It's with uh, Thomasy and Nicholas. It's a, it's a fun interview, but there are... It went long. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> so um, I, need to, I need to really take a good look at that one, but that one's going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, Pickett, did you have a good time? Oh my gosh. I, I had an absolute blast. Everything from talking to Thomasy and Nicholas to catching the Action Figures Band live in concert. Um uh, I'm that it's probably the most fun I've had along. Even Megan after the weekend said that, that concert was the most fun she's had in years. How many times have you listened to walking in Memphis since then? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, between that and castle on a hill, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just can't stop. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, I, and I get a lot of people whenever I do talk about this kind of stuff with, like, outside friends, like, who'll be like, oh, yeah, I've never been to Comic-Con, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, if you've never been, I I really feel like Wizard World, it's one of those, it's, I mean, it's fun no matter what, but mm-hmm. I think Wizard World is a really good, like... Starting place. Starter yeah, con. Starter con, yes. Because uh, it's just, and like, 
it's it's pretty user friendly and it's it kind of you know gets you in the door you know mm. um and, and don't let that sound like it's not a big con it is actually a rather large con and it, oh yeah it compares to some of the other ones in chicago um but i agree it is definitely a starter con in the terms of like it's really easy to figure everything out and see what's going on and and, and wizard world does go above and beyond to, to to work out customer service anything right so also last weekend I know Pickett and I, we got to see a couple of things, but we were kind of busy doing things. But D23 was also last weekend, and I know, Matt, you have some info on that. Uh, I do. There was quite a lot that they announced. Um, some of the, I'll just kind of hit some of the bigger points. Um, obviously, everybody already knows about the whole breakdown between Sony and Marvel, Disney, and uh, Spider Man. So we'll skip that one. Um, as far as uh, Disney Plus, there's a lot of news about that. Ewan McGregor has announced that he is returning to play Obi-Wan on a Disney Plus series. Um, so despite the fact that that part of the Star Wars universe has been fairly well explored timeline-wise, um, everybody, I think, in a lot of ways has been you know, wanting him to come back and reprise that role for a long time. Yeah. Um, so he is, which is going to be awesome. Disney also released the first image of Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. She doesn't... She's almost unrecognizable. She mm-hmm. is almost unrecognizable. And that image is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, this is another one of those where I'm like, why are we getting a prequel backstory to this character? Like, wh- it didn't seem necessary to me. I also saw a comment on that picture that someone kind of pointed out, like, you're kind of screwing up your own timeline because in 101 Dalmatians, she doesn't know what a Dalmatian is until she meets them. So why are there Dalmatians in the picture picture? with her and her origin story? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, that image looks pretty badass. It really does. So, definitely an interesting look to that. Um, They also gave more information on the animated What If series, including debuting a clip where Peggy Carter has superpowers and a shield. Oh, yeah. So I knew where you were going with Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. but I was fully expecting you to say Peggy Hill. And now I'm in, <laughs> now I'm imagining Peggy Hill as Captain America, and that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'm just picturing her and a propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> Clean, reliable energy. Um, Disney also announced a few more Disney Plus shows, uh, live action shows of Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight, which people seem to have been clawing for Moon Knight to the MCU for quite a while. Um, but uh, it's going to be a darker series because mm-hmm. that's just the, the, the realm of Moon Knight. But um, we have that. Um, I assume we'll talk about the Star Wars footage later, but yep. they debuted a whole uh, new Star Wars footage, which, whoo! Um, they showed the Mandalorian trailer and looking forward to that. That's, are we talking about that too? Do you remember? Um, yeah, we can talk about that for a second. Okay. Because that footage looks fantastic. It looks awesome. It looks not super dark, but definitely gritty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I really still kind of have no idea what this is really going to be about but i'm i'm in like a hundred percent yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited for this one and this is one of the one of the ones that's going to be debuting when disney plus launches correct yeah november 12th on release they a new two well 
We already know about Onward, new Pixar movie coming out in March 2020, but they announced another Pixar film coming out in late 2020, which is going to be called Soul. Uh, Jamie Foxx is going to be the main character. It's going to be music-based. Uh, kind of looks like it's going to be along the lines of Inside Out, so mm-hmm. dealing with some more heartfelt-type uh, themes, but it's Pixar, so they're going to do a fantastic job. It's interesting to be more music-based because Pixar is usually like... Mm-hmm. Kind of more the straightforward movie yeah. thing than like actual Disney movies are. Right. Speaking of Disney films, uh, we know that Frozen 2 is coming, but they also announced they are going to be doing another one in November 2020 called Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, it's about a warrior who must find her country's last dragon and save it. But it turns out there's a catch. That dragon is not currently in dragon form. It's currently in human form. I'm intrigued. Dun, right. dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they also uh, showed footage of the live-action Mulan, which turns out is going to be a reimagining of the story, not necessarily the uh, uh, the the re you know the rebirth of like the Lion King, mm-hmm. which was you know fairly close to the original. But uh, the 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 basic assumption from what people are saying online after seeing the footage of Mulan is that. Uh, everybody's kind of trepidation towards this is just going to be put to the side when they actually see this movie. I know, because I think we talked about the trailer initially, so. right? Maybe the like, gut reaction or something. And I remember at that point I hadn't watched it. Uh, but I finally, for whatever reason, did watch the trailer a few days ago. And I was like, oh, wow, this actually looks really good. And this is coming from somebody who, like, I never saw the original. So mm-hmm. I was you continue little, to disappoint me. I was a little old for it. It came out. You are never too old for Disney movies, okay? But anyway, but yeah, so like, I never got around to watching it, but this new reimagining does look really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're gonna get started on gut reaction. Unless Pickett, was there anything you wanted to add about D twenty three? Just one other thing. Uh, in in addition for Disney Plus, they also released for those who are D twenty three members, which you could do. A th- you can have a free membership, uh, like me, because I am not one to pay for a. D23 membership. But if you're a member of D23 and you can do this now, you can actually get an offer right now. There is a, a pretty good deal right now. It's 140 bucks for a three-year subscription to a Disney+. Plus. Um, just so you know, if you were to pay for that monthly for three years, it'd be $252. Um, and then uh, if you were to pay for it yearly, uh, it'd be $210 for those three years. So they're really doing a good deal there if you want to do a three-year plan. That's the only other, uh, only other piece of news that I had from that. Yeah, it brings it down to like four ninety nine a month or something like that. Basically, so, yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're Disney and you have all that money, <laughs> you can you can do things like right. that. And also, I know now know what I'm doing when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, three dollars and eighty eight cents. Wow. So, all right, so uh, we're going to start off gut reaction with another little bit of D23, um, talking about the Star Wars. They didn't call it a trailer. They called it special footage mm-hmm. or something, whatever. About the first half of it is just kind of showing you scenes from past Star Wars movies, and then we finally get a, a new look at uh, at the movie. And then it ends with like this shot of it, what looks like Dark Side Ray with this effing amazing uh, lightsaber. Yeah. Like it's two two pronged and then unfolds to be like a Darth Maul type lightsaber, right? 
It's basically like a flip phone, but it's a lightsaber. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Yes. That lightsaber looks badass. Yeah, so for this trailer, thumbs way up. It needs to be December 10th, like tomorrow. Um, Lydia, I know you didn't Star you don't Star Wars, so I'm just gonna bypass you. That's fine. I was just gonna say that I didn't watch it, but even if I had, I wouldn't have been able to tell the old footage from the new footage so it wouldn't really matter <laughs> yeah oh also what's up with uh 3po's eyes i you know that's the other thing i'm like why are they red yeah i need to know everyone's now evil yeah may- maybe yeah matt what about you oh i that footage looks fantastic like i i, I need that now um like i i cannot wait for this to come out and see how this all comes to a close uh so thumbs up Pick it. Oh, thumbs up all the way. It looks so freaking cool. Matt, we've got another trailer for uh, Mr. Robot. We do. So Mr. Robot uh, is coming to its fourth and final season. Uh, The trailer debuted and announces that the show will premiere on Sunday, October 6th. Uh, This, the trailer brings everything full circle for all four seasons. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading about it, and uh, it could drastically change the universe that this is set in, um, based, based on, like, for lack of a better term, flipping the script on season one. So, um, I this is one of those shows that I watched about a season and a half of, and I'm very sad that I did not have not watched more. This will probably get me to go back and watch the rest of it, so thumbs up for this. Pick it. I, I'm kind of a sideways, because I haven't seen any of it, so... I'm not, I'm not really all that interested personally. So that's why it's sideways. Um, I'm gonna give it a thumb sideways. I purposely did not watch this trailer. Uh, I've only seen season one and Mr. Robot. This is one of those shows that I always have meant to go back and rewatch it, or not even rewatch it, but like catch up. So like, a, I'm, I know that I'd be completely lost. B, I don't want to potentially get spoiled for anything. <laughs> I mean, I know how I am. Like, if I get spoiled on something, like. It, it happens, <laughs> but I don't want to, I don't want to purposely spoil myself, so yeah. thumb sideways, but would have probably been up. Lydia. See, this is one of those things that I didn't know existed, and then I watched it, I was like, okay, I remember kind of hearing about this, but watching the trailer, I want to go back and watch this, because, <laughs> you know, I need one more show to add to my never-ending list of stuff that I'm like, oh, I should go watch this, but it looks cool, so thumbs up. I swear, we all just need to, like, break our legs so that we can't just, like, leave the house for, like, a couple months. Right? Then we wouldn't be able to afford, like, the streaming services we need to watch these things. Uh, why do you or have... food. Why do you have to be rational, Lydia? <laughs> Pick it. It's one of my well, uh, down. You could also just get hurt at work and then just claim disability and everybody's good. Or workman's comp, not disability. Workman's yeah. comp, that's what it is. I don't know. My... At my job, I mean, I think them giving me workman's comp would be like, hey, here's a free silverware pass. Now get back to work. Right. I'm trying to figure out how I can get a paper cut big enough to justify workers' comp. I was just thinking that I really don't want to drop a rotor on my foot, so I think I'll pass on that. Fine. Uh, Pickett, let's talk about some classic Disney games. Yes. Uh, so in light of all the, uh, the exciting new stuff going on with uh, The Lion King and Aladdin uh, with new movies, They've decided to remaster the games uh, for the uh, those original games. Uh, so that that'll include um, for well, let's start with Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin will have uh, the Sega Genesis and Nintendo Game Boy versions. Uh, I haven't said anything about the uh, the SNES version uh, for the Aladdin. 
uh, which is sad because it's very different from the Genesis version. And then also for Lion King, we're going to get uh, Genesis, SNES, and Game Boy. And uh, it'll have a bunch of features and stuff to be able to switch between graphics and a bunch of other stuff. But it's just kind of cool. Uh, they're kind of remastering the whole thing. It'll be great. I give it a thumbs up. I'm also going thumbs up on it. Slightly unrelated, but like I could have sworn like the last couple weeks I saw somebody like on some social media uh, talking about how insanely difficult the Lion King is. Okay, so there was you, a meme going around. Yeah, about it, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, cool. I, I hope they make it harder because that's probably what they'll do. <laughs> Lydia, <laughs> I'm so excited about this, guys. I remember playing this when I was so little. I'm I'm just so excited. Thumbs up, Matt. Uh, I love when they do this, like bringing back some of these classics. Uh, so I'm going to go thumbs up. Uh, Matt, let's stick with you and talk about Cuphead. Uh, so Cuphead is a worldwide sensation, which is also super difficult, super hard to beat. Such a hard game. Um, <laughs> so but uh, right, people love it. Uh, the publishers of the game have went, have gone ahead and made the official soundtrack into sheet music and released it. Uh, you have to pay for it. It's priced anywhere from like a couple of bucks for one song, uh, up to fifty bucks for the scores and all the parts for the whole uh, the whole game. There are also different difficulties um, of like the arrangements. So all the way like starting at like high school band all the way through professional and also a barbershop quartet version of these um, available. Which sometimes I don't think that video game music gets the credit it deserves. So for this to be a thing and to get, you know, be out there, uh, I think is awesome. So thumbs up. Pick it. Uh, yeah, thumbs up. I, I think this is the coolest thing. I, I am actually really excited about it. I, I, I don't play, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've, I've seen uh, this kind of thing done before, and I just think it's super cool. Yeah, yeah, this is really awesome. Um, especially Barbershop Quartet, I am down. <laughs> Thumbs up, Lydia. Yes. I also love this. I do love, like you said, that they broke it down kind of by difficulty mm. and that they gave it a Barbershop Quartet version <laughs> because there is a Barbershop Quartet in the game. So I'm sure that their song is actually one of the things that <laughs> they have made into sheet music. So I love this and I'm super excited about it. So thumbs up. Uh, Pickett, let's get a super expensive refrigerator. Yes, let's. And by super expensive, uh, I, I, I mean $4,399.99. Now, this is no ordinary refrigerator, though, of course. Uh, this thing is like the beast of refrigerators. Um, but one of its, uh, I mean, it's got, you know, Wi-Fi. Uh, it's got a, a like a, view, a window in the door. It's just super cool. Um, <laughs> one of its really cool <laughs> features that I think... Um, <laughs> It's super what, cool. What I mean. Oh, I think it made a pun. It was unintentional. <laughs> uh, one of the things they're they're really pushing for this is the new. Uh, they're calling it craft ice, and what that is is it's large spheres of ice. Uh, it's supposed to be super slow melting, um, and it's great for you know cocktails, whiskey, soft drinks, so on and so forth. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of cool. Is it you know four thousand dollars cool? No. <laughs> I can get a mold on Amazon for ten dollars, but but it is still pretty cool, uh, and it, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's LG. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll say thumbs up because it was my story and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I'm giving this a hard thumbs down for multiple reasons. First <laughs> off, uh, I I mean I I've never been shopping for refrigerators, but I feel like 
that is way expensive for a refrigerator. <laughs> um, second off, I don't need for a refrigerator to have a camera to show me what's in the what's in it when I can just open up the door. Uh, also, okay, so cool, you know, like neat looking ice aside. I mean, that's probably the 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 best part about this. But even still, like you said, Pickett, you can just buy a mold off of Amazon for ten bucks. This is not necessary. But that said, I'm sure people will buy a bunch of them. <laughs> Lydia. Dude, I could buy a car for this much money. I could buy two cars. I could buy every car I've owned so far in my lifetime for that much money. Like, that's not even a joke. <laughs> and really, if I wanted fancy ice for my cocktails, I would, like, like like you said, go on Amazon and not only buy the little round ones that you can get, I will get the skull one so I'm super cool. Get out of here with your almost $5,000 refrigerator. Thumbs down. Matt. Uh... <laughs> So, Mitch, why do you need a camera inside your refrigerator? Because that time, multiple times, because you know you've done it, you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, crap, do I have? Or how much milk do I have left? Do I need orange juice? You can use that and you can see if you need orange juice when you're at the grocery store instead of going home and going, damn it, I knew I needed orange juice. I should have just bought it when I was there. <laughs> so I'm so, <laughs> so does this does this have like... An app where you can do that? If this thing is $5,000 and has a camera in it, it is not Wi-Fi compatible, I will be shocked. So I'm yeah, going yeah, thumb. It is? Yeah, it's got Wi-Fi enabled and InstaView, which is, uh, like you said, you can actually look at it from anywhere. Yeah. Thumb sideways because that's super cool and useful whether you like it or not, but $5,000 is so expensive. I don't need to spend $5,000 to... Um... To accidentally, you know, I, I can either spend $5,000 or I can accidentally buy another thing of milk. Right. I, I'll go with the accidentally <laughs> buying another thing of milk. <laughs> and off topic, but a friend of mine went like shopping at the appliance store the other day and he saw this refrigerator that you can like switch which side is the freezer and which side is the refrigerator. Like by the touch no. of the it's like, no, uh, do you know how many times I would accidentally ruin all my food because I bumped the wrong button? That is not okay. Right. And wholly unnecessary. Right. <laughs> like, just move stuff. Refrigerators don't need to be high tech. I mean, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, mm-hmm. by and large? Yeah. No, just keep some of my food cold and then keep some of it colder. Right. It's fine. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> uh, Matt, you've got a couple of He-Man stories. Let's first talk about Kevin Smith as so, He-Man. As He-Man? That would be incredible. Oh. Would it? He definitely has the power. Uh, um, So at uh, PowerCon 2019, uh, it was announced that Kevin Smith will be showrunning and executive producing a new Netflix series titled Masters of the Universe Revelation. It will pick up where the original 80s series left off. uh, And the animation will be done by Powerhouse Animation, which is the group behind the Castlevania series. So no word how this will uh, attach to the Netflix She-Ra series. Um, but He-Man was such a huge part of my childhood, and Kevin Smith, I am 200% thumbs up on this. Pick it. Oh, absolutely thumbs up. I mean, it's Kevin Smith, He-Man, all the things. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, definitely thumbs up. I feel like there probably won't be much interaction with She-Ra, just because, I mean, just off of the animation styles alone, that's yeah, two completely different, different things, but meh. Lydia. Thumbs up for the idea of bringing it back, but I'm kind of also thumbs like sideways because I'm concerned with the animation 
thing because the way cartoons have been going lately, it even when they bring back the old cartoons, it still has this really crappy style nowadays. So I'm worried. Fair. Matt, let's also talk about He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. So He-Man, uh, I mean, DC has a running deal with Hasbro, Mattel, um, as far as toys. Uh, but they are bringing He-Man back to the comics. It is going to be He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. It's a new miniseries. It's going to be six issues. Tim Seeley is the writer. Uh, art is going to be done by Dan Fraga and Richard Friend. Long and short of this is that there are multiple He-Mans that are going to be working together to save the multiverse. feel like it might be something that's been a little overdone with like Spider-Verse and that kind of thing. Uh, but again, He-Man, my childhood. This goes on sale November 20th. I'm definitely buying it. Thumbs up. Pick it. Uh, again, thumbs up for everything Matt just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thumbs up. Big fan of uh, big fan of multiverse stories. Big fan of Tim Seeley. Yes, I'm down. Lydia. I'm glad you said the Spider-Verse thing, because that was my first thought. Is like, <laughs> are we just doing that with He-Man now? But I mean, sure, it sounds fun. Thumbs up. So, um, last year, KFC and the UK had a vegan or a vegetarian fried chicken. And at that point, they are like, yeah, it's not going to be coming to the United States. Well, now um, they are teaming up with Beyond Meat to offer, um, starting a couple days ago, two different Beyond Fried Chicken options. You can either get nuggets or boneless wings, which at that point, those are also nuggets. But I digress. <laughs> um, I also like how these are vegetarian options or vegan options, but you have to specify boneless. But, you know, whatever. Um, you can get... Oh, my gosh. You can get uh, four nuggets for $1.99, six for six forty nine, or 12 for eight forty nine. As far as the wings go, you can get a half dozen for $6 or a full dozen for $12. Right now, uh, there's only one location that's offering this. It's in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, it's a suburb. I'm not going to even pretend to pronounce the name. Uh, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. I would definitely try it, but I'm definitely not going to Georgia to do it. Lydia? I'm going to go a thumbs up because I like the idea of giving more people like food options because some people literally can't eat meat. So good for you. You have more options now. But quit calling it chicken like it's not chicken anymore is it <laughs> like it's i understand like veggie burgers that that's what you form out of the meat but you can't call it chicken if it's not chicken i mean you're right <laughs> i don't know you, you can call it frickin <laughs> fake chicken exactly <laughs> kentucky fried frickin <laughs> also like you <laughs> Also, CFF or KFF? Yes. So also you decided to uh, do your first test run in the South? Like, why? <laughs> Southerners like their fried chicken? I don't know. Exactly, though. They like their fried chicken. So I feel like they're going to be harsher on this. But if it does well there, then it'll do well everywhere. But they're not going to be able yeah. to tell how well it does because it's already sold out. Yeah. It sold out within it like sold five out hours. It sold out yesterday. Then clearly they were doing something right. So did they do something right or did they just not make enough to be able to tell for sure? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go some sideways because, yes, I think it's a good idea to have these other options. But if you're going to do something like this and test it in one, one location, have enough. Mm-hmm. Like, make yeah. sure that you have. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't. Their prep list was wrong. At least it doesn't <laughs> sound like they went the wayside of like the sauce McDonald's had. 
Szechuan oh, sauce. Yeah. The Szechuan, yes. Everybody like started riding because we didn't have <laughs> enough. Right. Uh, Pickett, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give this a hard thumbs up, actually. Um, I'm always down to try new things, and this sounds like something that would be kind of interesting to try. Uh, and it's something out there for those who don't eat meat. Uh, hopefully it tastes pretty close. And I say this, I've had, I've had uh, vegetarian chicken before um, as a, uh, uh, like with orange chicken, and I could not tell that, that was not chicken. Yeah. I was also not told it was, it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> See, my Until question I... is the people that don't eat meat, how do they know if it tastes similar to meat or not? Well, it might be for the people who <laughs> used to eat meat, but they've stopped for whatever reason or, you know, whatever. I just always go back to that line from The Matrix. It's like, you know, tastes like tasty wheat. Well, what do they know what tasty wheat tasted like? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, a couple of things to... Uh, review from both Lionforge and Vault this week. But before we do that, I do want to uh, mention we got a press release from Lionforge the other day that um, Upgrade Soul uh, has been uh, nominated for, it seems like, just about every comic book award that it can be, it's yeah. been nominated for it. Uh, so they, it was named as one of the nominees in the graphic reprints category of the Eisner Awards, uh, nominated in Harvey Awards uh, for Book of the Year, um, Best Graphic Novel in the Ringo Awards, um, and then Ezra Clayton Daniels was also nominated for Best Artist or Penciler. Um, the Ignatz nomination for Outstanding Graphic Novel, uh, and it did also, in, back in 2017, uh, it won the Dwayne McDuffie Award for Diversity in Comics uh, when they submitted an unproofed PDF. Wow. So that's uh, really impressive. Yeah. And and I know we all read that and it's like Mm -hmm. definitely deserving. (laughs) That book was phenomenal. Um, So, yeah. So big, uh, big congratulations to Lionforge and uh, Ezra there. So speaking of Lionforge, uh, the first uh, book that I want to talk about is uh, Little Mama. And it came out. Actually, all three of these books that we that we talk about came out yesterday. So, Little Mama, it features, or it tells the story of this girl named Brenda, who um, grew up in, it was, first, started off, you know, grew up in a single mother household, mm-hmm. the mom eventually remarries, you know, etc. And, you know, it was a teenage mother, and it just it tells the story of um, Brenda's upbringing and how she had such a tough tough childhood yeah like i one of my notes for this book like if if you're in the mood for a good cry then this book is totally for you uh i am not the person to typically you know get emotional when i'm reading stuff or i'm watching tv or whatever but there were a couple of times that i found myself tearing up at at some of these just awful awful things that you know that that brenda went through that said i also found myself like there were a couple of times when i had stopped or i wanted to stop reading it because it's like i wanted to do like a couple other things then i'm going to try to get back to it you know whatever i couldn't do it like i could not put it down yeah it was it was really good um i I i'm not the biggest fan of the art style um it was a little not chunky yeah um i I guess i would have liked it if the if things were a little bit cleaner which but i get for style wise and for what she was going through that really doesn't fit right um so I kind of understand the artistic choice, but I still think I would have liked something a little bit cleaner. Um, and to, to piggyback off of that for just a second, I think that that's kind of my lone criticism of this book too. Because mm-hmm. just like, because especially in the beginning, until you kind of got the hang of things, the the art style did make it a little bit confusing. It did. It did. There were a couple of times where I kind of had to go 
maybe back a page or a couple of panels to like, okay, we switch timelines here. You know, we mm-hmm. move forward, we move back. I, I wish that had been a little bit more clear as far as that goes. Um, but this, this was a hard, this was a hard read. Um, kind of like, what was it? Irina? Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. That one was like just a very difficult read in a different sense because that was like a global issue. It was a very personalized issue, but still, um, like, but again, like Lion Forge does, it's very well done. Um, but yeah, this was this was kind of a tough read. Yeah, yeah. T- I mean, yeah, you're right. Tough read, but like not like not as a criticism. Though, no, 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 know? not at all. Like handling, but what they do so well is handling those tough issues and bringing those tough, hard issues that people don't really want to talk about, mm-hmm. bringing them to the forefront and bringing them to a medium which doesn't always get that type of recognition yeah exactly yeah so uh but yeah so definitely check out little mama uh switching over to vault uh the first one uh it's uh mall number one and basically this is what happens when the end of the world happens and there are a group of survivors who inhabit a mall i love the concept of this uh Matt, I don't know because I because uh, I know you worked with the guy because mm-hmm. there there was this there was this guy that we used to work with. I don't know if you know this story, but like I remember distinctly, we were we got on the topic of um, the zombie apocalypse for okay. whatever reason, and he would he would say like, yeah, if the zombie apocalypse was real and ever actually happened, I would just I would go to the mall. I you know like mm-hmm. I would. I would first thing I'd do I'd go to Dick's because at the time Dick still st- sold guns you know whatever I. You know, get those. You know, obviously you got the food court, so you got food supply for at least a little while. You know, like and he had it like mapped out, and it was and it was amazing because when I saw this, because it was like, granted, it's it's a different concept because this does not deal with zombies. No, but it's just like, but it's like I am seeing this played out. It's like <laughs> I kind of want to like text and be like, uh, did you have anything to do with this? Like, but yeah, I I loved the concept. Um, it's it was a lot of fun. It was like it was action-packed in parts mm-hmm. um and it's definitely setting up a big imaginative world that really like is just like how do you do this at a mall yeah you know um lydia you said you got a chance to read it i did like you said like i loved the premise of this but when i got into it i didn't it didn't grab me quite as much as i expected it to there was a lot of action but i feel like it focused too much on that like you it was oh we're in a mall the world has ended. Here's a dead guy. Here's this. We gotta run. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> I have no concept of who these characters are or why they're attacking each other. And okay, we're running. Okay, I, I'm i lost. Like, it just kind of lost interest for me. Yeah. So. Matt, what about you? I really enjoyed this uh, because I definitely, one, uh, remembered that guy and his concept um (laughs) um, but it also kind of makes me think of uh what is it dawn of the dead Uh the remake which takes place you know in the mall and uh you know how how that all would really break down like there would be um you know little cliques or little factions you know hold up inside different stores in the mall and you'd use that as you know bartering and trading and you know commerce um which I think is really interesting. It's a super interesting concept. I really hope that that like becomes 
a bigger part of this. Like there's a like there's more world building that goes into it than just the general concept. But and that think, might be a thing too, because it is the first issue. So exactly. it, going forward, it might have more of the like storyline, I guess I'm yeah. expecting. But yeah, the yeah. first one yeah. just didn't kind of give it. Yeah, much. and uh, I, I think I think the the overall like my favorite point to this was that you get that zombie apocalypse feel. And there are zero zombies in this first issue. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get them or not. I kind of hope we don't. I hope we don't. Yeah, but I, I love how you get that vibe without it. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's very well done. So speaking of the undead, um, the last uh, the last book that we got a chance to read was the Necromancer's Map Number One. It's centers around Bethany, who's a necromancer. She is she has a undead companion, uh, Elisar. And they are trying to find they they have a they have a map, but it doesn't really make sense in this. So they're they're trying to figure everything out. I loved this book. I thought that um, Bethany's awkwardness was fantastic. <laughs> like especially like in that very first scene, like when you when we're also introduced <laughs> to uh, LSR. And I was just like, that would be me if I was a necromancer. <laughs> Matt, what did you think about it? I love this story. I really liked where this is going. It's got a lot to build off of. My only essentially downside is uh, the art. Uh, for me, it seemed... I hate to kind of put it this way, but I can't really think of another way to word it. Uh, a touch childish. Um, you know, I mean, it's got some bright colors. It's got, um, you know, clean lines. It's... Uh, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of, because it reminds me style-wise of something in particular. Um, and I, I think I just wish that I felt that the art style was a little bit more... Um, adult to go along with the the story and the theme, but story wise, I I love this and I'm looking forward to see where this goes. Lydia, what about you? I also love this one. I've always kind of been one for like the kind of medievally magic type stuff, so this one caught my attention right off the bat. And like you said, her awkwardness in like that first scene is just amazing, and you kind of get an idea of who the characters are right away. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to see where this one goes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so like I said, all three of those books that we just talked about, they're on sale now. So check them out, buy them, buy multiple copies, make it rain, <laughs> if you will. So. Make it rain comic books? Yes. Just watch out for paper cuts. Um, if so, you get one, make sure you're at work. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Pickett, let's, uh, let's switch... Uh, Switch gears and have you talk about uh, the Apple card, which is being kind of problematic? The card itself works just fine, flawlessly even. Um, And the app that you can use also works fine. The issue is, much like a lot of Apple products, these things are gorgeous and prone to scratching. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're telling people not to put it in, to put it in a soft, uh, like, type of wallet or something but not in anything leather or denim now let me ask you guys for a second here because of, it could cause discoloration what is your wallet made of usually leather yeah yeah my and my current I'm a, my current wallet yes is leather i do have some non-leather wallets but i mean the inside of my wallet's like polyester but the outside is leather right and secondly 90 percent of the pants most people wear is made out of denim denim yeah yeah, so that can be kind of problematic. <laughs> um, 
But uh, despite that, like I said, the, the card itself works flawlessly, and, and it's been doing really well from from what we've seen so far. Just uh, the actual physical card uh, apparently is, uh, I don't want to use the word fragile because that's not accurate, but uh, it's just very delicate. Seems I, about par for the course, though, with, with Apple products. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soon they're going to like release like an otter box for your for your, <laughs> for your, for your Apple card. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, why... Why do you have to have, like, and, and this also goes to, like, you know, some of those credit cards that are, like, you know, like, metal and, like, super heavy. Like, it's just a status symbol at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need that? And it's kind of the same thing. I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's kind of the same thing in terms with, with, with what Apple's doing. And granted, I mean, it's not the consumer's fault. I mean, this is completely on Apple because they've got to be like, we got to have the best looking card possible. No, you don't. You just got to make sure it works. That's all I want. Yeah. I, I will say that in terms of cards, I, I prefer a, a thicker, heavier card, uh, but I don't want one like, like you kind of you kind of joked and and, and I, I'd reference it. I think in uh, in our, our online forum here, I, I don't want to I don't want a card that I have to put a case on so I can keep it the way it looks. I, I don't really care how it looks. I just want it to function. Let's see. Switching back, I uh, got a couple of game stories that I want to talk about real quick. Uh, let's first talk about Mario Kart. Uh, so let me make this quick. Uh, Mario Kart is getting a mobile edition. It's called Mario Kart Tour, available for iOS and Android on September 25th. Uh, it was announced through Nintendo's Twitter. They made it official along with a link to register for release. You can link your Nintendo account already to the game so that when it uh, you know, releases, you can just download and start playing. Um, it was originally announced last year, and it missed the original release window, um, but they said that that was due to improving quality and, quote, expand the content offerings after the launch. I think we so, actually talked about it last year. Yeah, they said this was going to happen. Um, I am super excited. Uh, I love Mario Kart. Um, I'm really kind of hoping that uh, we can cross-platform, though, because if I could uh, race my sisters on their Android phones for my iPhone. That would be fun. Yeah. This will be great. <laughs> I just don't like if you're, you know, if you're playing it like while somebody else is driving because you're not going to play mobile games and drive. But um, if you're playing like while somebody else is driving, just don't accidentally throw a banana peel <laughs> out of your car window. Which the funniest thing about this is. Can this. I give you a shame on Tabitha's behalf? Because <laughs> No, it's not official. Not until she does it. Only because you hid the bell. She's given me permission before. She's she's not here, and she didn't explicitly give permission this time. So mm. I didn't hide the bell; I just didn't bring it out. No, 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 no. This, this won't count. No. Live, live texting, <laughs> yeah. Also, like I know, I know what Tabitha's been doing. Like she's going to give me like ten million shades. <laughs> she would. That's true. Um, which was funny because I like I see this story, and then earlier this week I happened to see a meme uh, that was a turtle that had crashed into yes. a windshield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh no. <laughs> so, uh, also sticking with games, uh, Telltale is coming back? They looks like they're coming back. Um, not necessarily in the same iteration that they were before. Um, they shut down last year, and they are being revived after its assets were purchased uh, by LCG Entertainment. Uh, they've already said that they are probably going to sell some of the back catalog and properties, but they are going to be working on new games as well, um, as well as taking some of the properties that were so popular and bringing them back. Uh, the Wolf Among Us and 
not Walking Dead, but there was one other one that they had listed as um, like revamping and bringing back. Um, oh, was it Batman? Yeah, I think, I think it might have been Batman. Yeah. But they're they're going to try and do that. They are also looking to some of the previous workers from Telltale um, and offering uh, freelance positions, which may possibly turn into full time jobs down the line. Yes, it was Batman. Was it Batman? Okay. <clears throat> so um, I, I know that like. If I'm not mistaken, that was the the studio that kind of got shuttered in very quick, yeah, like half hour. Sorry, guys, we're closed. They had some of these titles which were super critically well received, uh, very you know popular commercially too. At least we thought. Yeah. Um, so it'll be nice to see some of these come back because they gone too soon. Pickett, let's talk about what Nissan is doing. Yeah. So. Okay, so we all know that there's like a whole like self-driving car situation like out there, um, and, and there's a lot of apprehensive apprehension uh, rather about it. And uh, so what Nissan's doing is they have decided to design a golf ball that can put itself well, sorry, steer itself directly to the hole using the same kind of technology they use in their uh, self-driving vehicles. Um, it says that uh, it uses a camera that has a full view of the uh, the putting green and um, the technology inside the ball. All you have to do is hit it, and it will find its way to the hole. I, don't get me wrong. Putting can be the most frustrating part of golf, but that's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's no way that this can actually be used in a An actual game. competition. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, a competition, let alone like just game amongst friends like oh i don't know that might be better than the uh you know the fake ball trick that explodes on impact like <laughs> bust this out and you're like they're like your buddies you know you because you're golfing so you're all drunk and your buddy's like there's no way he's gonna make this putt from 20 feet and you just like tap it watch it up the hill down the hill around the corner and boop into the hole okay that like, might be kind of funny. Yeah. it might be kind of fun <laughs> But still, like seriously, though, like what's what is the point of this? Like, just to prove that they can do it. I, I think the the concept here really is just getting people interested in this technology to the point that they can use it uh, for their cars uh, a little com- a little more comfortably. I, I think it's, it's, it's I think it's all publicity stunt. Yeah. Just to to introduce the technology in a different way. That's fair. Fair enough, but at the same time. A golf ball compared to a vehicle is two completely different things. Like, for one thing, if I get run over by a golf ball, that's really not going to hurt that much. <laughs> Depends on the golf ball. <laughs> I mean, granted, it could have depended on how fast it's going, but still. Like, if I get hit by a car, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Does this thing have a top speed? Yeah. <laughs> 60 miles per hour. So, yeah, like, a, a self... Rolling golf ball is not going to convince me to allow self-driving cars. <laughs> so we've got time for one more story. Um, I feel like this would definitely be something that Chuck would appreciate. Uh, when he was on the show, you could almost guarantee that he would have a drone story. He did. Just about every week. Just about. So um, so I specifically looked for drone stories, and then I found <laughs> this, and I was like, yeah, this, is, this sounds about right. So... Awesome. Um, apparently there was a drone attachment that went viral last month, and it caught the, uh, FFA's, uh, attention. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, because the, the attachment was a flamethrower. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mitch. Yes. 
it caught the future farmer of America's uh, attention? The Federal Aviation Administration. It's the FFA. So it is still an FFA. FFA. Oh, oh, dang it. You're right. So the FAA. (laughs) It might have gotten the FFAs. Is it corn? I mean, what is it doing? No, it's tearing down their crops. So <laughs> popcorn. So the FAA. Yes. <laughs> um, so the FAA. I about did it again. <laughs> so that that one thing. The FAA. The people with the planes and the airspace and the people that don't want you flying your drones around them. Yeah, the people with the planes and the stuff. Mitch is too much pumpkin spice. Clearly. So. Yeah, so they don't want you to put a flamethrower on your drone. This buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> so this um, allows a drone to spit fire twenty five feet. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, and so this gave the uh, the agency a reason to tell people like, hey, um, this is illegal, and it's quote a dangerous mix for a twenty five foot blast of flame. I know a heavy metal band that would kill for one of these Rammstein. <laughs> put that on stage they would have a ball they could probably use the drone itself to kill for it <laughs> <laughs> you're right putting a flamethrower or any other kind of dangerous weapon uh, on a drone does violate section 363 of the 2018 FAA reauthorization act um, thank you <laughs> And if you do that, you are subject to $25,000 in penalties. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that said, so um, under the law, a dangerous weapon is uh, one that is used for or readily capable of causing death or serious bodily injury, except that such a term does not include a pocket knife with a blade of less than two and a half inches in length. So... <laughs> Um, so you can put a tiny little uh, pocket knife on your drone. Put and, like, your Swiss Army knife on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so this article, it actually it came from uh, Gizmodo, and the author is uh, Jennings Brown. So in the article, it does say, uh, it says that, so it seems that technically you could still put a two and a quarter inch knife on the drone, and that the FAA <laughs> did not immediately respond to, to uh, Gizmodo for a request on for a comment as to whether it was legal to fly a drone with a pocket knife strapped to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're going to stab someone, that would be the most fun way to do it, I would think. That would be pretty fun. (laughs) That'd be frightening, though. I hope they don't have any cats. (laughs) Why Are you talking about stabbing cats, Pickett? No, because, like... You're going in for the kill, and the cat just jumps on the freaking oh. drone. You know, oh, seen yeah. these? Okay, these yeah. Happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But then <laughs> the cat would, like, steal the pocket knife. And then you just, it would just knock cat. it off. Yeah. So either you're going to die by being stabbed by a drone, or you're going to die by being stabbed by a cat that stole the pocket knife off the drone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just be thankful that the cat doesn't have opposable thumbs. Because then, like, yeah, it would murder you. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Cats are assholes like that. <laughs> So I think we just found the title. I think we just found the title of the episode. I don't like to curse. And plus, then the Instagram post would just be a cat's butthole. <laughs> oh, could it be a cat with a knife? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that said, that's going to be all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. 
Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, where we'll be posting news throughout the week. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. 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 bye.